Hello, I'm Olivia Lee and this is Maria Shahata. That's right, and together we're Frank. This is the podcast where everything is talked about. Absolutely, and if you want to know the truth about love and life, well, you're in the wrong place. But if you do want utterly pointless relationship advice, we're here to help. And we do it every Thursday on Radio Haha. It's the Frank Podcast. Frank. Funny, real, and not knowledgeable. Get in, it's only bloody us again. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Frank. I think we're getting pretty good at these now, don't you, Olivia? Oh, speak for yourself, love. <laughs> I'm still a novice. No, it's not for me to say, Maria. But yes, we are getting excellent. In fact, uh, uh, the feedback I've had has been immense. We're doing great. We're doing <laughs> great. And I'm sure our guest comedian and TV presenter and writer Jack Rook would agree. Well, if he doesn't, we'll just edit him to look bad. <laughs> And we can always edit ourselves to look even better. Uh, I know. So what are we talking about this week? Well, we forgot to figure that out before we turned the microphones on. But I think it has something to do with the law of attraction. Oh, we read a really interesting article because what we like to do a little bit of research now and again <laughs> we actually met up in the week to talk about the show didn't yes, we yeah i was like and hey we... do you want to prep for the show a bit and you're like we don't need to and, and i was like prep no we better on the we fly three seconds to do some prep just three and we found a really interesting uh, slash kind of strange story about how a celebrity couple met shall i read it maria please read it viola davis said she was unhappy in love for many many years and then she prayed for her husband and she met her husband, Julius Tenen, three weeks later after praying. Hmm. What do we think? <laughs> what do we think of this? Uh, she says she was the loneliest woman in the world. And her advice to anyone single is you should just pray for a husband. Just simple. Just pray. Yeah, that's, that's all it. you need to do. Just get on your knees. Get on your just knees. get on your knees and at least look like you're praying and you'll look more attracted to the opposite just, just sex. Just do that on the street. Yeah. Get on yeah. your knees <laughs> on the street. You might just meet someone right then and there. Just do it in a bar. If in doubt, <laughs> look like you're praying. In the bathroom stall. With your mouth slightly ajar. <laughs> but we had an interesting take on this because we were talking about this story when we met up in the week to do our prep, which we're really proud of that we did that this we spent week. We full five minutes on it. At least, I'd say. More like eight and a half. <laughs> yeah, and like we were talking about what we've secreted into our lives, the law of attraction, prayer, exactly. however. It's all kind of the same, isn't it? Is, it is, isn't it? Like, a, yeah, manifesting and cosmic ordering. It's basically just putting your intent out there. Mm. And I was telling you, Maria. I was like, I was telling Maria. That sounds so <laughs> formal, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, well I was telling you. looking right at me. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly weird. <laughs> that... I was also not having much luck in love. And then a friend bought me the secret. I say a friend. This is just a lie. I bought you the book. You bought yourself the secret. <laughs> in fact, it wasn't even the secret. It was the law of attraction. Which is a better version of the secret. The secret's like the more, yeah. the, the version that's more digestible. It's, it's the like the bullet book, points. Book, yeah. 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 It's kind of the idiot's guide to the law of attraction, the which, secret, isn't which is it? a much older book, yeah. Uh, but the law of attraction, and it changed my views, and and because it talks about don't do that list of the things you want, and intellectualize it. We always intellectualize what we want, don't we? Like mm. I want, and it's like I want a, a lovely man, and I want him to be like this, this, that, and the other. And this book said, focus on how you want to feel when you're with them. What's the feeling that you get? Keep imagining that feeling, and then you'll draw the feeling to you. As I'm saying that, Maria's. Are you texting someone? Yeah, or? I'm just texting someone. I was bored with what you were saying. No, you this this uh, this reminded me of something. How we like the list, right? Oh yeah, so, we, we talk about this a lot, don't like we? Ten years ago, um, 
my friend Helen and I came up with a list of. Have you found your called. list? I found her list. Oh my god, I love it. We're just basically going to embarrass Helen. Yeah, but she's not listening. <laughs> yeah. We're not even friends anymore. I didn't We're say reading last Helen's name. list. Yeah, we'll call her Helena. Okay. And um, oh, I yeah, love it. Like, but we called it the list of man demands. Okay, and this is a ten-year-old list. Man demands. Yes. Yeah. Go on. Uh, <clears throat> financially secure and doing well, in the area. Good in bed, good sexual chemistry. Between the ages of of your age and up to 12 years older. <laughs> it's so specific. White or Asian, dark hair. <laughs> what? <laughs> she's, she's Korean. Um, taller than 5'6". Appreciates Helen's sense of humor. Att- attractive to her. Loves Liz and Maria Shahada. <laughs> Single, no kids, no baggage. I love how you got yourself on her list, always. Yeah, you could That's tell I was helping her type it yeah. up. <laughs> Um, muse worships the ground she walks on equally into each other kind caring TLC shows affection will kiss you anywhere good at communication sensual and fuck sex um, acts like a gay guy loves like a straight guy I love that acts like a gay guy <laughs> loves like a straight guy that, that I mean that's the best thing on there yeah, yeah. but the point being it's all intellect it's all in the head isn't it mm. it's just words yes but that not any point there does she talk about how She'll feel when she's around him. She feels loved. She feels, yeah. Relaxed. Yes. Like she could fart and not be judged. Right. All that, right. So after I read The Law of Attraction, that's what I did. And then I met Dan three weeks later. Three weeks again. Pretty much. Is that the magic number? Well, it might have, I might be lying. It might have been more like three and a half. Okay. So you just, but just for ease of this story. Yeah. But the point being, do we think it works then? This whole idea of manifesting and my ex fiance said he cosmically ordered me. And then I'd say, and then I just find myself being ripped out of L A. <laughs> to London, just drug all the way. Like, how did I get here? I just got dropped in London, and uh, it's like, hi, I've ordered you. <laughs> Uber Eats arrived. Yeah, but I, at the same time, I was trying to figure out. A, like, I wasn't sure how happy I was in L A. I I had been visiting London. Um, so I was looking for a reason to go, but I didn't want to just make the decision. I, t- I said specifically, I want the universe to make a decision for me because ah. I had made the decision to move from Ohio to New York. I'd made the decision to move from New York to LA, but I didn't want to make another decision. But you got it. And then I met Nick and then like, so he made I, the decision. Yeah. The universe made the decision for me. So, so, so when you put your total focus on something. It can happen. And it behooved us both because he was looking for someone. I was looking for someone or some, you know, like, well, why did you just say behooved? Behooved. Oh, fancy. Yes. Behoove. I've never heard you use that word in the decade that I've known you. Really? I've I've never heard you use a word that impressive. That's what happens when you fuck a smart guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I learn words. That's a great word. So um, to all the single people out there, they should just pray. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know. No, put down the list of... I was... No, now I'm looking up behoove definition. So I think uh, what we've learned from that, what we've learned from Viola and my experience and from Helen... Lists don't work. No. Attributes don't work. Feelings do. Yeah. So just feel. But the secret says that about money too. Yeah. You don't focus on like how are you going to get the money. You focus on how you when you how you're feeling once you have yes the money and the places you want to be and the um the things in your life that you want to manifest. How you feel. So that's how you're supposed to feel now. So you and that's focus on the excitement. It. Yeah, I do think there's a lot to the law of attraction. I, you read the secret and you're a bit like, what is this like hocus pocus? What is this hullabaloo? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> I was um, behooved when I read it. Yeah. <laughs> bowled over and behooved. <laughs> behooved. Um, behooved. Yeah, but that's a different word. Oh, okay. Um, but like, but the law of attraction, because it's older and like these, these kind of like um, 
things have been around for for I want to say Ever. centuries, but I'm not smart for enough good to know. Four years, <laughs> good, four yeah. years. Yeah, that sure book was probably in the sixties. Well, no, but actually, if you look at religion and a lot, like a lot of this is old mysticism. Nothing is new. It's you know, it's as you think, so you are. I'm mm. sure there are Bible references, and you know, I don't. We, I mean, we've gone off of dating now, and now we're on to kind of spirituality. But I do think that you create your world with your thoughts. Well, because the the it's actually weird because the the secret always kind of says like you can't really do it with relationships because the other person you can't control other people. Yes, but but the whole idea of this is you can control yourself and you can choose to look at your relationship positively or you can choose to look at it negatively, mm. and it's always a choice, isn't it? Do you think so? Um, I think it depends on the circumstances. If you're with someone that's really like hitting you or anything right. that bad. If well, you're then, in an abusive relationship, yeah, you then, do have the choice to... Well, then you should choose to leave. I mean, that's a no-brainer, isn't it? It's like how... It's hard, but yes. If if someone is violating you, like, physically, spiritually, emotionally, then that's not good for you. But I'm just talking about, like, the day-to-day stuff. Do you focus on the dirty pants on the floor every day or the fact that they're messy or the fact that they are loving to you and supportive because right. it's so easy to focus on the day-to-day stuff that just annoys you right. and lose the bigger picture. Right. And I think that's where this stuff, the law of attraction, everything, it's really helpful because like, the more you focus on the dirty pants, the more pants you're going to see everywhere. Mm. The more all you're going to see is like pants. You're just going to be overridden <laughs> with pants. Not speaking specifically yeah. about anything, of course. Yeah. <laughs> just a pile of dirty clothes on the floor. <laughs> no, because I'm tidier than, you know, mother half, not making this all about me. But yes, there are days where when I focus on that, you're really annoyed by it. But you have to just try and let it go. Yeah. Depends what time of month it is, whether I can let it go or not. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's harder to let it go Sometimes than others. Sometimes I pick up those pants and smell them. Okay. And others I throw them out the window. <laughs> it just depends what mood I'm in. Yeah. Everything we're faced with is a choice, isn't it? Mm. Where do we put our focus? Because yeah. what you focus on expands. Right. So if you focus on your partner's dick, well, hello, <laughs> you're going to be pleasantly surprised. And with that, should we, should we bring in our guest? Let's bring on our male guest, who is not going to be slightly intimidated that he's coming in on that beat. We've got comedian, presenter and writer Jack Rook hello. is here. Hi, Jack. Welcome nice to, to the meet show. You. I feel like Hi. I want to kiss you like they do in Loose Aww. Women, but I also think we're you better can't... than Loose Women. Well, yeah. we can just hug. That's the best greeting we've ever had. Yeah, well, nice. it's because I watch a lot of Loose Women and I know how to do a genuine <laughs> oh, hug. Thank you so much for coming on. This is a I relationship know. podcast. Yes. What's yeah. your relationship situation? So I'm, I'm sort of chronically single. Chronic. So, oh, okay. However, wow. like, I think... You know, it's a really weird one because I am what they call in show business a homosexual. You're not, never. I am, <laughs> believe it or not. God, what a shock. And, uh, <laughs> that changes all of our questions. One yeah, second. throw them all out. <laughs> uh, instead of misogynist, no. Um, although I do find the, the majority of horrible misogynists I meet are actually gay men. We're definitely not, mm. like, to be trusted. Anyway, <laughs> before I go down casually, homophobically, yeah. internally yeah. hating my kind. No, I basically, it's a weird one because I think, like, well, you can't see it on a podcast, but I am a, I'm of a larger size, shall we say. And like the mainstream gay world, in terms of like what you would get of images and depictions of like gay people, are always like very thin, short-haired, like ripped jeans guys who go down the gym a lot. 
and I don't particularly fit into that like grinder man. You're but more of a Stephen Fry. A, but don't you have a, like um, cerebral? And but you have a grinder <laughs> category, don't you? Isn't it like doesn't isn't there categories like bear, koala, yeah, but bears? Like yeah, I mean it's a weird one because bears. I love that you know this. But bears, Maria. you kind of have to be. About <laughs> I saw a comedian last night talk about it, so I'm like yeah. now I'm like fully. Yeah, I know everything. <laughs> that is the way to learn the game. Well, just watch a but comedian. There is a whole market for for a cerebral, funny, intelligent. I mean, it's not just. A, mm. I mean, because I, mean, I know as a yeah, woman, your experiences are invalid. We know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. Do you know what? It's also. I think in ten years' time, it'll be all fine because bears. It really is like once you hit your like mid thirties, yeah. All of a sudden, it's like bam, like you're reborn. Bears are kind of slightly older than I am. Oh right, okay. I would be considered oh. a cub. Um, oh, which sweet. is, which I think is like, we're not going to touch him for You've another seven hair. years. Okay. I've got that yeah. lovely mane of hair. I love so, your hair. So am I getting here that men are inherently shallow? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? It's a weird one because this is sort of how I feel is that actually the gay world outwardly seems to be an incredibly promiscuous world mm. but like straight people are having way more anal sex statistically than gay people are that's just a fact so what like, gay people doing then if like not, we're doing everything else BJs. we're doing a bit more foreplay like oh. like genuinely also wanking off if you lots of mutual masturbation oh. sure um like i don't really it's so interesting to me how like gay culture is really really defined by sex but i definitely think it's like shifting in yeah. a different direction now. Like, the amount of, like, gay men I know now who aren't on Grinder and who aren't really, like, part of that hookup culture, who are completely are identified as gay. they looking for relationships? Yeah. Then? That's and why like, they're I not think, on Grindr. And I think it's changed. I don't think it's as easily definable. Like, I watched this documentary a couple nights ago and there was this, like, really brilliant, effervescent camp guy who'd, like, been sent up north and he was going around being like, have you none of you ever met a gay person before? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, they probably have. They've just not met a camp loud southern. Yeah. Like, like they've just not eye. met you before. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was UK queerer. Um, however, like, I think that's it. For me, it's about, like, trying to actually get away from those stereotypes because I think the majority of gay men that I know really are as like mixed as all of my like straight laddie mates and i mm. feel like i'm yeah. quite i mean i i'm my, all my best mates are straight boys essentially which is good do you have crushes on them no no because no, no, no. i have a gay guy friend who he only gets turned on by men who aren't available like proper oh, really? like laddie lads who aren't gay do you and know he's what also always single he should look into some cbt for that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or THC, whatever takes your fancy. Cognitive behavioural therapy, isn't that like NLP? Yeah, is it the same it's thing. A, it's similar. Yeah, okay. but I think it's because I also think there's another thing about like a lot of gay men, especially the generation just above me, really grew up really despising themselves. Like really, really, you know, I'm Feeling 25 ashamed. now, mm. and I sort of remember that era kind of before me but then the, the generation underneath me now is so different mm. they're like so out fluid out and proud but you've even got like gay guys who are like th- on the football team who seemingly are like lads who are like gay and really really accepted yeah and like wow, the more we get into that one changing yeah, in the generation it's like, yeah it's so good that's so great it's cool i think i'm excited to see what like people the next like generation coming up so why do you think that um you like why do you think you're chronically single well it's a weird one i don't really it's it's kind of a strange one because i think i go through like cyclical phases of sometimes being like 
I must find a relationship. I'm really, I'm like, I'm like out there. And when there, you want to find on one, apps. what do you? Is, are there other apps other than Grinder, like where you so, can actually relationship ones? Olivia, like, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, there's so many app, apps. There's an app called Growler, and it's like Grinder, but it's for you know like chunky girls like me. It's for gays who like carbohydrates. It's for your more bear types. It's more like your kind of older. And do you fancy men. those kind of men as well? Yeah, probably. I mean, I quite like it. Do you like fancy it. yourself, basically? No, 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 because <laughs> I fancy the guys who, like, I can see in the background of their, like, pictures have, like, chrome fittings on their flats. And, yeah, like, yeah. potentially <laughs> might have white company bed linen. I'm like, that's who I want to fuck. I don't want to be going around like, like poor like, artist. <laughs> yeah. like, mattress yeah. on the floor, yeah. no <laughs> headboard, no thank you. Snotty tissues everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of think I definitely... You're looking for a banker. Sort of, yeah. I'm definitely not looking for a, a comedian. Oh, now, this yeah, is something that smart. I was going to speak to you about. Okay. So you are with another person in comedy. Yes, I am. And I was just telling Amanda and Sarah out there, you know how like you'll do like interviews with like comedians and I'll be like, oh, so who's your comedy crush? Who's like your comedian crush? Mm. Mine is your husband. Oh! I always say, Mr. Dan Skinner. In character, not as Angelos. Oh, he's hot. I had my sexual awakening with your husband when with him? he was wait, playing. You, wait, what? Not directly with oh. him. No, through a screen, <laughs> through a laptop screen. Like, why am I learning not about Dan? Through? Did you have a masturbation over my husband? I might have watched the Kennedys. And <laughs> yeah, thought, you know what? Dan oh was really my hot god, in the Kennedys. <laughs> he is really fit. And then I lost my mind when I found out that. That was also... He's yeah. so handsome. And he plays very such handsome. a geeky character so well. Yeah. He, yeah. He just played this very, like, sort of tender, like, quite laddie, but, like, ultimately quite, like, feminist principal dad. Yes. And I thought, that's who I want to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia's not sure how to take it. I mean, she's, like, obviously... <laughs> like, I'm flattered, but a little... Yeah, but always <laughs> wanting to help and ever the matchmaker. I'm like, I'll put a word in. I mean, I'll do my best. I can't make any promises. I'm not... I'm not a miracle worker, but you know. <laughs> That's the only reason I agreed to do this part. No, no, no. no I, I, I literally He is it. quite dishy. Yeah. Aww. I think he's a very handsome member. In that show, I think there's something about his character that I was like. He's very his much like that, though. He's very yeah. like. In that show, he's very like. He's sort of accepting of the crazy situations and then he just chimes in with something funny to Which say. Which is what and, he's like, kind of like with me. stoic and fun. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, Olivia, it's funny. I lucky. need this because it's, you know how you can take someone for granted and it's not until someone that you just meet tells oh, you how amazing they be that you go, I'm going to be nice to him now. I don't, oh I don't, my God, I don't want to lose him. I don't really think you take him for granted though because like every time, like when he calls into the show <laughs> as Angelus, like you, you you have this like such look of such like like crush I on your face. Like, you have such a crush on him. And think he is absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous, and I'm, I every day I think to myself, and we've been together six years, and I think, don't be all over him. Just try not to, just try just and play, play cool, call. Olivia. Or I'll read an article, cool. or or some celebrity will be talking about their relationship. Like you know, I'm kind of cool, and I think, oh, I need to be a bit cooler. Even still now, and I'll go, oh, I'm just not going to hug him as much, and I'll do it for maybe like half an hour, and then suddenly <laughs> I'm walking towards him like a toddler with my arms open, going, give me a hug. Like, Damn it! I'm sure he thinks the same about you. But he's I he's much more stoic than me though. 
and yeah, it makes cool. me want him more. Whenever I, <laughs> but this is interesting. Whenever I dated men that were very expressive and emotional and on me and very tactile, it made me feel sick. Like it actually turned me off. Yeah. So it's no surprise that I'm with someone where I'm in that role of always wanting hugs and mm. wanting more. Like, oh, you look gorgeous. Oh, cool. Let me do. Wake you off. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, oh no, love, I'm alright tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I've got. I definitely look the same. Anyone who's too yeah. doty is a bit of like yeah. a. But yes, yeah, so this but is about you. Yes. This right. is not yeah. about me. Can we get back so to our guest, please? Yeah, so that's your crush. So that's interesting. So do you meet men like Dan? <laughs> In fact, have you seen Dan on these apps? It's, I mean, <laughs> No, I don't think you've got anything to worry about, Olivia. However, I definitely think I probably like guys who are a bit older than me. Yeah, and I mean, look, it, I could just be like one big walking daddy issue. Who knows? If my type well, is Dan Skinner playing a, a very sensitive dad <laughs> in the Kennedys or BBC One, <laughs> where is yeah. your dad? Well, dad. you had an Edinburgh show about it. Though. I had an Edinburgh show. I mean, I don't find it awkward. So in that Edinburgh show, I had something called an awkwardometer, which is basically my hand going from the floor up. Wait, to, to the anyone ceiling. listening that doesn't hasn't seen the show, what tell tell us the situation? So, so well, this is it. So the, so so basically, I the show is called Good Grief dot 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 we're getting there thank you very much and yeah. I co-wrote it with my nan and it was about oh, I love that it was yeah she's mainly because she's just much funnier than me <laughs> but yeah it was sort of about like my dad passing away when oh, I was about okay. 15 oh. so that's why I have an awkwardometer because people used to go to me like you talk about your mum a lot where's your dad and I'd be like awkward <laughs> I, I don't really find it that awkward anymore because right. I think um, it's been about 10 years and weirdly I had this really lovely thing happen about 6 months ago where I found out that my dad in his 20s had a gay best friend that I'd never known about, a guy called Jim. And oh. I sort of knew he had a friend called Jim, but I didn't know anything really about Jim. He used to speak about Jim in such like plain terms. And I always used to have this thing when I was like growing up of being like, I wonder how my dad would have like thought about me being gay. Like, would he? Oh, yeah. He was never oh. ever homophobic, but he was never, I didn't ever really, he you never know, I just met didn't you. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, did he? And then I met, I basically met up with this guy called Jim and we had sent a few messages and he was like, your dad didn't care. Your dad was taking oh, me to gay lovely. bars in Greece. Aww. We went all around Europe in a mini moto car and it was just me and him. And like, Ooh. he was so down um, with it. And wow. I was like, did you snog my dad? And he <laughs> yes. went, no, your dad was the biggest ladies man ever. And I was uh, like, I okay. kind of, my dad was like, a bloke but there is a theme here but, like the bloke that's the feminist that looks like the man that's very accepting yeah like dan like your dad <laughs> maybe mm, yeah interesting maybe you haven't met anyone because the fantasy of who you want is like it's so specific yeah do you but do you, I, I, you date a lot or no every now and then okay. but but i also think this is like a thing that i've sort of accepted is that i'm a bit of a friend whore so and this sounds really this that. sounds so arrogant but I have a lot of fucking friends you collect people yeah and I really love and, and I have a really nice bunch of like I've got gay friends who like are fun to go out with I've got lesbian friends that keep me grounded <laughs> I've got like straight male friends who I love to sort of analyse and slag off to their face and they're never quite smart enough to realise it and then I have a lot of street straight for female friends yeah. who I like have a sort of symbiotic like they cancel me I cancel them always yeah, no, always open for applications so <laughs> so like I definitely feel like my time if I'm not working or writing is always spent with friends so I, I don't feel definitely when I was in my like early 20s I used to really be like oh I'm missing something so you don't ever feel lonely no no because I'm like because I think the sort of situation that I'm in and I think the situation of perhaps my generation is that 
it's so weird because you watch Friends and you think, oh my God, I need to find a partner ASAP. Yeah. And like nowadays, I don't think people are that fussed. I think as long as you've got a couple of regular fuck buddies. So is that your situation? Yeah. All right. Okay, so you're getting some loving. Yeah. There's guys that I can text and be like, hey, do you want to go for a drink and a bit of dinner? But know that it's not, it's non-committal on both sides. So right. all your needs are being met. Yeah, all of them. But but I'm not. I haven't met anyone yet. Like eventually, I'd like to meet someone because there are financial taxation and mortgage benefits to having a partner. But so, that, that, so bad that that's the reason why I want one. You're gonna put that on your grinder profile. Yeah, my grinder profile. Is, tax benefits. You know, what? I feel like I might read you my profile. Oh, please do. Because it essentially, I think friends with tax benefits. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ideally, an Irish passport I can get hold of. Um, Everyone's looking for that right now. I think. Okay, this is my. So my profile says, uh, "Looking for mates, dates, and village fates." Oh, I see what you did there. What's yeah. a village fate? A village fate. It's a bit like a kind of Mardi Gras for racists. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that right? It's like. Um, uh, no, it's not. It's like a. It's like a it's weird like a farmers market. So in America, yeah. you'd have a farmers market, but this uh. is local, and this is all the locals, and they bake cakes, and it's nothing organic-y and like that. It's just like, oh look, Sandra from number twenty-four is selling off her old crumpets. Oh uh, right, okay. You yeah, know, it's, it's, sort of like, it's, it's quite a community vibe and yeah, very really English nice. yeah. and very Brexit. Very Brexit, like and that is Bre- what I'm looking for. <laughs> 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 and then, and then I have quite explicitly stated, I'm just trying to find someone to go move someone with better air quality. And then I've put mm. the cocktail emoji. So that's really all I, I'm basically looking for someone to leave London with. Someone I to set up a home with and yeah. basically get a mortgage because you can't get one, one share, on your own. Exactly, <laughs> especially not as comedy writer. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So often my favourite thing to do is when you arrive in a new place. Actually, my favourite thing to do is when you arrive in a new borough of London that is superior to the borough that you live in. That's the time to hit up Growler and Grinder. Yeah. I mean, you want in that area. Yeah. Because yes. you want to find a guy who's like maybe like mid to late 30s who's, you know, ready enough to sort of like settle down. Might already have a house. That's great. Mm. Might be looking to buy. And then I'm going to worm in there 18 months later, mortgage. I love there how strategic you, you are. Do you know what would suit you in arranged marriage? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. True. But you're so strategic. It's like I'd as much. One. I'm not getting any sense of like love here. Like I want to fall in love. None no, of the romance. I've already got people to love me. I'm qu- I'm quite like loved. You, the, no, we you want the practice. I'm the benefits. fat boy yeah, yeah. whose dad died. I'm loved. <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't loved, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> you're your mum's world. Her obsession. I, you're and, very practical too. Because I was dating a guy who had his own flat. Like he owned the flat, and you're like, oh my god, he's so great for you he's ready for a relationship and I was like it's in South London you're like no you cannot do that because you're in North <laughs> oh London God, you totally can't. <laughs> I didn't want to lose you yeah, you're like, I, I was like where Peckham <laughs> no I'm sorry I can't be doing that Chutney um, we think <laughs> but Maria's parents had an arranged marriage no, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's working out well. <laughs> um, anyway <laughs> what is the craziest thing you've ever done for love? One time I have bought- you had a relationship? Not like, not a long-term relationship, Oh, no. really? You no, haven't no, no, had no. one? Mm. This is what longest? I mean by chronically single. The longest I think I've ever properly dated someone is about three or four months. I think you'd be hard shot to find a gay man at 25 who's had a longer relationship. Mm. Oh, really? Oh, I forget your age. Yes, that's true. 
I think you'd yeah. really struggle to. I think yeah. there'd be like. I think that I'm probably more in the majority in that statistic yeah. because I only came out at like 21, okay. so I've only really oh, had four right, years. Did on you have the... girlfriends before that? No, not really. No. I was just bereaved at uni. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the grief stricken. The grief stricken boy. Yeah. The chief of grief. <laughs> so yeah, so it's the, I definitely came to it a bit later than everyone else, and like we're and, still quite new to. I mean, it's not been that long it's no been five years i really i think i went on my first date in like 2014 oh darling oh. you're new to the game <laughs> what did you do on your first date my first date was with a guy called <laughs> <laughs> that was a, i love that laugh that was a great laugh <laughs> oh my god we need it was to with a guy called fernando <laughs> <laughs> Not fernando. And we went to this cocktail bar in soho and um he worked for this french magazine and he was very like chic and quite quiet, quite introverted. And I everything think, you would um, think about a Fernando. Yeah, it was a really lovely first day, and then and then we've stayed friends. It never went anywhere. Did but you it have was a nice? With him? No, no, it wasn't. No. Wasn't there? I can't. Remember. I think I might have touched his willy, but I think that was kind of it. I think I just touched his willy. That was it. That's little me. Grab. Touch little your willy under the table at the restaurant. <laughs> little five knuckle yeah. shuffle. But yeah, so so really, I think three or four months relationship one i had with this guy who definitely that was probably about a nine month on and off thing probably about four of those months we were on yeah but he was in the process of coming out so that's oh, really difficult okay. tricky, isn't it? when you're like seeing someone and they're really kind of unsure and they don't know how to sort of identify themselves mm. and that's quite difficult because then you as the other partner kind of have to risk like a little bit of your own heart by like wanting to be with them but also knowing that they're just not ready and yeah, that there is you've been through that yourself yeah exactly yeah. you can't force that can you yeah yeah and i think and i think be like come back to me in a year almost when... in a way but then also i think i kind of i because i think i've been on that journey it you can be there but you can't really that like, you can't hurry someone up <laughs> you can't be no, like you come can't. on now you need right, to tell right, your parents yeah. and do that like so, and I know people who have tried to hurry other people up and it never, ever works. Like, it's the same with getting let, married yeah. and engaged and having kids. Yeah. Although I did all of the above. You hurried in down. My relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in six but years. Only because of our age, kids, though. Because we got to like 36. I was 36. He was a few Wait, years how older. How old are you, Olivia? I'm the big 4 0. <gasps> Amazing. I'm the big 4 You do not look it. Not that, I mean, 40's not old. You look way older. You, you look a <laughs> lot younger. It's amazing what I thought you were like 33. Yeah. <laughs> so look, watch my, I don't, my forehead doesn't move. <laughs> yeah, like, the only way you can tell I'm laughing is by my shoulders bobbing up and down. <laughs> but I, that was the very kind of reluctant man and woman ready for all of that, you know. Mm. I definitely, you've got to have, a, the time's got to work out. Timing, Timing is everything, is everything, isn't everything. it? It's crucial. Yeah. So have you not done anything that you look back on like, and you go, oh, God, why did I do that? That was just, oh, mental. Well, the guy, the guy, I mean, so literally the, my answer to that question was going to be that I once bought someone a 90 pair, 90 quid pair of um, Nike Air Max trainers. That's the craziest thing I've done for love. And wow. that, that sounds like a lot sweet. about me. It was it a Christmas birthday gift? To someone that it, it was you a had birthday met. gift. <laughs> Are they for Dan? Are they outside? <laughs> I've brought them with me. No, but that's it. I mean, I think, um, no, I've not really done, but I mean, I've done crazy things for a shag. Like? Like, 
walked out and like been on holiday with friends going to like a lovely little country rural retreat and we're all there and then all of a sudden I've been like I'm just gonna go for a walk on my own at half eleven and then got on like <laughs> fucked a guy in his car in a field <gasps> in the middle well, of a place where I did not know. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. not told your friends and been a bit drunk I'm the worst I am a red wine disaster <laughs> a horny so drunk a yeah basically horny drunk where it gets to a point where I just kind of lose all my inhibitions and I'm like fuck it yeah I'll wander around Rutland <laughs> Grinder, to 12 on grinder with the one gay man in a 60 kilometer this radius. Is the thing that gay men, it's like it's harder to do that as a, as a straight person to like just leave a dinner at 11 o'clock and, and yeah. roam around. Everyone and, sort of accepted it. They're yeah. like, we know what you're doing, go and do it. Oh, okay, yeah. that's good. But Where, that's however, you, you straight people, you can meet in the petrol garage and then the next year you've true, got like actually. twins and a mortgage. Yeah. So. Do you want kids? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I've decided I definitely don't want kids. I've got loads of nephews. I've got I'm constantly surrounded by children. So you just yeah. want and a I'm mortgage like, for someone. I just want a mortgage and a house. I almost think it's a bit of a blessing that I have not been given the most natural, easiest way to reproduce. Yeah. Essentially. Yes. Because <laughs> I don't think I'd be very good. So there's no chance if it's like, oh, accidentally pregnant. Like, yeah, I can't, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Or I've had a bit of fun with someone and whoopsie day. Like, yeah. That is, that is, there's like many benefits to same-sex relationships. I think that is one. Yeah. But then obviously if you want kids harder, I don't, great. You can share clothes, so much easier. Oh, so much easier. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. it's a real, people forget. My favourite guys that I've dated have been the ones that shop a lot at Coz and have <laughs> managed to somehow get the bigger sizes I can fit into. Nice. Like and then the other thing is like you know kind of the other person's body because you also well, have all the, the tools oh, you've got yeah. all the implements yeah. I think it's probably quite feminist of me to only fuck gay men because I <laughs> probably would not know how to find a clitoris <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> All of the things about like what is going on down here? Does anybody have a map? Of I this? can like, show you. <laughs> Come on, Maria, let's do our bit here. <laughs> Come on, rubbing the hands together. <laughs> well, then it would be like you having sex with Dan. It'd be like the closest you'd get to. No, but I don't think. Do you know what? If if you're if you and your husband were to break up, if he were to go, Olivia, I'm gay. I haven't told you, and you were to go, honestly, that's fine. Go and live your life, and then me and Dan were to meet up. I'd have to be. I'd have had to have dated Dan for at least seven months before I'm even getting anywhere near him. In that Why? Way. Wow. Because then I'd be probably a bit more with an older guy. I, it's like a very different thing. Well, you'd want to wait, or just because you'd want yeah, to get rid just... of the stench of pussy from him. <laughs> <laughs> like, that pussy stench lingers for at least six, seven months. I can still oh, smell pussy. It's and... it's too warm. It's like, you put him in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I, Why I, would you wait with an older guy? I don't know. But I think purely because I'd be like wanting to suss it out. Mm. Because also, you know, that there's like a transactional thing of like a guy who's 15 to 20 years older than you and you, where you're like, this could just be sex. And that is also fine. But you want to know where you're at. But if you wanted it. it more, then you're going to have to keep a bit back because you yeah. want to suss it out. Mm. Probably would it be six, seven you're months. You're really actually. measured with all of this love stuff that you've kind of got it. You're not going to get overwhelmed by feelings and falling in love. Like, it's, do you fall in love quickly? I think I did last year. Last yeah. year, I like thought I'd like fallen in love with a guy. 
who lived 120 miles away. Oh, how the West funny. Louis has done just, this. Well, yeah, you just, yeah. you just find the people who are like hardest to get to and then you fall head over heels. And then you yeah, move right. country That's for them and get engaged. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> Maria had a long distance relationship because she was a commitment phobic. Yeah. He ended up proposing. So we were both commitment phobic. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I mean... Sorry, I'm telling all your... I'm like, telling about your parents. I know, and I'm just like, go on. All <laughs> <laughs> right. That's fine. I've plowed my own dam. <laughs> I, I, I go out on... I go out on stage to, to, to do my show and then I, op- I go to open my mouth and you pop up. And <laughs> <laughs> this is Maria Shahada. <laughs> you know, I think I, I would like to meet... I think I would be ready for a relationship now. Right now, I'm probably the happiest I've been oh, in a very long time. And they do say that's the best time to have a relationship is when, when you don't need one. Oh, yeah. When you're, you're complete, so you can yeah. coexist nicely and not codepend. I feel like I'm more stable in every area of my life than I've ever been before. So and if your it shirts happens, are looking wonderfully ironed. And my mum is still mm. ironing my shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but still more stable. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, I wonder, what would you do if uh, your potential... He ha- doesn't exist yet. When you meet him, guy has a problem with like you going home to your mum during the week. Is that something? Because that might be a bit of a bone of contention. Like, what you're going to stay at your mum tonight? You're not. Well, going- I wouldn't go and stay at my mum's loads if I was in. A- Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. I've got the time to go. So maybe your mum doesn't want. Yeah, you to also, get into like a my mum is very much like she's a widowed woman, and she's also like. I think we, when you like lose a parent at a young age, you and that surviving parent, you either like stick together like glue or you like, and I know sadly in some cases you kind of like distance because of the sort of like pain of it or whatever. And like me and my mum were like a team. So for like three or four years, it was like us against the world. And I think, then I went to uni and I was the first one in my family to go. And like, I literally went to a uni 15 minutes down the road from where my mum lived. Aww. Watford Polly. I basically, went, <laughs> I basically went from Watford he to did well. Polly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did well. <laughs> He's done it. He's done it. <laughs> but, but um, you know, and, and I think my mum is also an incredibly important person to like have around because she just doesn't care about any of the flashy shit I do. So like, it keeps I you grounded. Definitely. I like got my first Radio 4 special and we were like recording it at the BBC Radio Theatre and I was like the youngest comedian to ever have a special. And like all these people were blowing smoke up my ass and my mum was like well, I still prefer to graduation. And I was like, there were a thousand other kids there. <laughs> I only there went that to work for Polly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, she didn't give a shit. She yeah. didn't give Do a flying... Do you think flying... she feels like a bit threatened by your career? Like if you get too big, you'll forget about her? No, no. I think she's like, I think she, um, I involve her so much in it. Like mm. she's been in all my other stuff and in the oh, sitcom I'm writing at the minute, she got to pick who's playing her. Oh, cool. Who's this Who really playing a, her? A woman called Camille Kajuri. Have you ever heard of her? No. Mm-hmm. She's an amazing actress. Is this going to be on TV? Uh, All I, right. I'm not permitted right, to say. Oh, Jack, have you done well? <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Uh, but but she, did you ever watch Him and Her? Yes. She played Shelley in Him and Her. Shelley is like Laura's friend and she played Billy Piper's mum in Doctor Who Mm. and she's this did your mum choose her? yeah my mum was like she's got the same voice as me which is this very sweet quite sort of like working class London tone Mm. that you can say the word cunt and it's hilarious okay it's always hilarious I mean it's a funny word (laughs) (laughs) so I think it's never not funny it's never although although I don't know. I think it's funny when it comes from a slightly older yeah, generation. No, I see what you mean. Sure, definitely. Yeah. But 
but yeah, so so she's definitely always involved. I like read all my stuff to her first, and she'll be like, "That shit," and then I go, yeah. "I'm not reading it to you anymore. I'm going to read it to someone else." <laughs> but she's a very good like barometer because she yeah. she's got good taste. She and she also watches a lot of TV, and she mm. like you know she's she's quite like. So you're on the app. stuff. There's lots of things going on. It's time yeah. for that relationship. It's time. It's time. It's time. Like, to celebrate with. Yeah, it'd be nice. You like yourself. Do you like yourself? I think I like elements myself. I don't think I particularly... I mean, I'm also, like, a bit useless. I'm not very, like, good at very practical things. I always give them... The thing with me is I'm a bit like Gemma Collins. I'll give it a go and I'll publicly humiliate myself (laughs) and I'll still be shit at the end. But I've given it a go. But I'm not getting the sense you've got this deep core of self-loathing and hatred that a lot of no comics can have you know yeah that i always find like i'm i definitely find comedy is much more of like a i'm gonna share some silly ideas i have yeah rather than i'm gonna like divulge my soul and help yeah although my first two shows were so much about like grief and mental health but that was before you know i mean i say before that was certainly in like the last sort of five years but like i think we have a culture now especially like with men especially with gay men of like massive oversharing yeah. and like mm. i get it because it's but part of this sort of we're on well. a podcast yeah. that does that exactly <laughs> no but but yeah. what, I, what i mean by that is it's like we've had this sort of zeitgeisty thing of like let's get men to open up and get men to talk and like let's not have the strong silent types and that is all very well and good and i i believe in that mm. but at some type point i'm like all right let's just be fun now like yeah. actually zip, well, I yeah. think there's a problem. Like, there's too much self-analysis. Completely too much self-analysis. So you mm. don't, you miss out on like just the yeah. fun spontaneity of it. Like my favourite dates I've ever been on or probably those like, there's probably about three guys that I've dated for about three or four months. And and, and actually normally it's probably been, and this is maybe quite nice because I'm realising it, it's probably been me that's ended it. In my, in my head I'm always like, it's not even, but I'm like, no, it's probably me going, I'm, I can't or yeah. something. And that's probably what I need to work on more is my like <laughs> sort of like <laughs> reluctance. The minute but, they like, start oversharing, you're like, yeah. oh, this isn't oh, fun God. anymore. Fine. Oh, you're talking about your feeling. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? Get some uh, surgery well, I mean, and leave me alone. Take it to Twitter. Actually, that's a thing that I found in, in relationships. Sometimes like you end up, and, and this isn't just my own experiences, but I've seen in my friends um, and their relationships. So sometimes you end up being the announcers and not the players, like all the time. Like, what's going on? You're analyzing moves, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But sometends you just want to play the game. Like, I you like just that. The watch... announcer, not yeah. That's a yeah. really good thing. I think I need it's to a learn good analogy. From that as well. Thank you. Because I think um, that's probably the last thing that I had with this guy who I was sort of traveling 120 miles to see. I got really panicky because I was like, oh, if I'm going to come all this way, I need to sort of know what it is. You know, it's very uh, different yeah. going all that way. Like, <laughs> if he just lived Where in Islington. He, live? um, right. he lived in the west of England. Okay, so it's right. a train. I'm slightly... Right. Wa- it's not like you're getting on a plane. You're like, if I'm no, getting on a train no, no, and travelling no. half an hour, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually like, leaving my borough. <laughs> it's, it's, it was like a two-hour two train. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's so right. And that's expensive that. as well. No, it's but expensive so you... and it's like a thing, isn't it? We are, we are running out of time um, and Maria and I, we do like to offer our guests some love help where we will help you solve yeah. a dilemma. I think you have. Your announcer play thing, I'm mm. genuinely, I'm legitimately good. very Thank wise. You. Thank you. That's yeah. something I've had in my head for years and I'm glad I finally got to use it. <laughs> <laughs> it's helped people, but yeah. We've got a listener dilemma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good, let's go for this. it. 
Dear ladies of Frank, my wife and I are both 76 and have six children. In our time together, we've always had a healthy and active lifestyle, the result of which even now is that we are still regularly having sex. 76, wow. Well done. A few weeks ago, our 38-year-old son and his wife came to stay with us overnight. The morning after, my wife and I were making love at the same time as my son and daughter-in-law happened to be going downstairs. They heard us, and when we came downstairs, our son, who was in a really bad mood, must have been bad sex, (laughs) told us it was totally out of order for two old relics of our age to still be having sex and that we should be ashamed of ourselves, especially with other people in the house fuck him yeah <laughs> seriously my response was to remind him that when he was only 18 he got two young girls pregnant within a week of each other and then refused <laughs> to take refused to take on the responsibility of being a father and never showed any remorse or shame our d- daughter-in-law went mad at her son because he'd kept this a secret from her you mean he didn't bring that up that's so weird even though i feel reluctant should i be the bigger person and try to repair the damage of apologizing to our son or wait until he does I oh, look, you got five other kids. Get rid of that. That guy sounds like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, when you're 76, so pick the funny. ones you like. Pick a favorite and leave the rest. Yeah, honestly, so you this got guy s- can go. He sounds like a total tosser. What, what the dad? Did you know no, no, son. no, the son. I think the dad sounds like a total teenager. He's, he's like, oh, we're shagging. Sons. And he hasn't. He hasn't. He's not their dad at all. He's got like this new uh, wife who doesn't even know about the two sons. Never mentioned it. Like it's something you should mention. Do you know it's really common that guys have like illegitimate kids i've known quite a few really yeah my genuine advice to this is at 76 you are entering the final 15 to 20 maybe yeah. less um, yeah, why ruin it? just ditch the kid that's causing <laughs> yes, the trouble yes, yes. because he sounds like he's by this point he's what 38 yeah yeah like he should Life's fucking know better yeah. like you're 76 carry on boning the wife Carry on living your life. There you go. Yep. See, you can you can come back on again. <laughs> yeah. You can come back on any time and help us so with much. our listeners. Really it's been wonderful it. having you on. Oh, so Thank you. Really enjoy- I'm really hoping that you meet your match. I've absolutely no doubt you will and that you'll be a homeowner exactly when you want <laughs> to be. <laughs> in the postcode that you want to be. If it's an NW, you can come round for tea. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I awesome. will do. Yeah, the NW tea so and close. dick. <laughs> I'm N10. <laughs> I, bring Dan if you want. I'll be well behaved. <laughs> I promise. I am going to go home and tell him that I've, I've found a, a man for him if ever he decides to be gay but he would have I to would, somehow dis- contact the bbc costume department and dress as the dad <laughs> from the kentis if he ever came out as gay i would be happy for him to be with someone like you oh thank you that's, that's quite so sweet yes, isn't it really i would be happy because you could you'd be a wonderful stepdad for my son do you know what i'm quite i'm good with kids i mean i'm not trying to make this happen and this is never <laughs> going to happen Thanks so much Thanks, for coming guys. on. That was a lot Thank of fun. Thank you, guys. That's it for this week, listeners. But as you know, we like to leave you with a morsel to masticate over until we're back next week. So, Maria, give us a finger of thought. Basically, uh, when you're ready for a relationship, you'll find that relationship. You'll attract the right things in your life. Just feel what you feel, and then that feeling will come to you tenfold. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. We Bye. love you. Bye. Bye.